Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Over Easy. Let me check my mic settings to make sure that they're on properly. Okay, perfect. There we go. Okay, now we're ready to get started. I hope you're doing well. I hope you had an amazing week. I'm Manny. In case you're new here, I'm a 23-year-old. I have not introduced myself that way, you know ever since I turned 23. I'm 23. I'm living life and just sharing what I'm learning throughout the process. And that is my podcast. In case you're new here, I am doing pretty good to be honest, but we'll do a little check-in, a rosebud and thorn so that I can think about it. Because I actually haven't even thought about what I'm going to say for my rosebud and thorn right now. So I think my thorn would be that I had a very stressful work week this week. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday was pretty much like go, go, go nonstop. And one of the things that I have realized about this job that I don't love is that you have to be ready to be pulled in any direction at any moment in time. So for example, what I mean by that is, in case you're new here, I work in logistics and logistics and supply chain management, I guess you could say. And you know, my primary task is to answer emails to from clients about uh, I don't even know how to describe this, about shipments and the logistics. So if they want to have a certain trucking company, I need to know who's going to come and pick up their shipment, stuff like that. That's like what goes on in the emails. But then at any given moment in time, truckers will come and pick up their shipments. So I have to be ready to, you know, like deal with them right in the flesh, in the moment, right away and just like stop my email and then if phone calls come like I have to be able to answer them right away even if I'm in the middle of something so that is kind of the nature of the job is that it's very real life and real time focused and that is somewhat what I love the most about it but also what is most difficult so on Monday Tuesday Wednesday when we were super busy that we were busy because there were a lot of shipments that were getting picked up and so pretty much like the whole day for those three days I was non-stop like releasing shipments talking to truckers talking to customers all this kind of stuff it was like I literally couldn't even breathe yeah So that was really busy. And then I remember also there was one day where I was being a traffic controller. I don't know. It was because there were a whole bunch of trucks parked outside. And then there were some, you know, traffic issues, people blocking off the parking lot, stuff like that that I had to deal with. It's crazy. So that's kind of my thorn of the week. The rest of the week was pretty chill, though, once everything got picked up. So that's good. My rose of the week is... Actually, wait, I have another thorn. Let me talk about that. My thorn from yesterday was that basically the gym that I go to, one of the things that I love about it is obviously that there are so many different things that you can do there. Included in my membership, you can do the fitness center, obviously, but you can also do as many fitness classes as you want. And there's like cycling, there's the high interval intensity training, there's functional strength training, there's like literally, and yoga, like there's so much. And then there's also the rock climbing and basketball courts and table tennis courts. I don't really do much of those, but I like love my membership because it includes literally any physical activity that I could have thought of. But the problem is that because it's such an expansive establishment, a lot of sporting events get hosted at this place that I go to the gym. And so yesterday, on the weekends especially, is like when everything happens. So yesterday, Friday nights, I usually do a high interval intensity training class at 5 p.m. every single Friday. But the gym was hosting an event it was like volleyball provincials or whatever for high schoolers and it was so packed I literally was circling the parking lot for 20 minutes trying to find a parking space 
I ended up being late to my fitness class, but thank goodness because I go so regularly, the fitness instructor knows me and knows that I can follow along. So I missed the demos of all the exercises, but I ended up figuring it out during the class. I was just like, oh my goodness, I've never had an experience like that. Like I've definitely been there when it's busy, but never to that extent. It was like 20 minutes of circling the parking lot. And then there were also like, it, it was like, hawks that are like circling their prey like because there were so many people circling the parking lot just like waiting for people to exit and follow them to their car and just like camping them it was really freaking crazy and I got really stressed because also typically for the fitness classes if you're late you're not allowed to go anymore like they won't let you in but I think it was because everyone understood the parking situation that I was allowed in still and also I'm like a regular so I think the instructor knew who I was and like was like oh it's okay so that was my other thorn it was like I hate I was like very worked up and stressed about it in the grand scheme of things obviously it's not a huge deal but I was quite stressed yesterday okay now we can go into the rose and the bud let me see um okay my rose would be that despite the really busy work week I actually had a really good time I yeah, I actually had a pretty good week, I'm not going to lie, and I don't know why, actually no, wait, I'm going to scratch this whole rose, I'm so all over the place today already, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, but my rose is that I've made a lot of breakthroughs recently in my own personal growth and development, and I'm very, very happy about that, some of which I'm going to talk about later today, so I'm not going to talk too much about it, but I've made a lot of breakthroughs, and I've been thinking thinking and reflecting a lot and I have really made a lot of progress I think and I'm very proud of myself one thing I'm trying to do more of is give myself more credit for the things that I'm going through and I do really feel like I've done a lot I've made a lot of progress and also just like life has been really crazy to me these past few weeks so this morning when I was journaling I was just taking the time to appreciate that and be proud of myself because I feel like a lot of us don't give ourselves enough credit for the things that we do and it's really important so that's my rose my bud what I'm looking forward to is I'm looking forward to next week because the weather report says it's going to start getting sunnier and warmer like highs of 20 or like 18 degrees which I'm really freaking excited about it's been raining and so cold the last like two weeks we had a good stretch of a lot of sun maybe like end of March and then pretty much all of April has been so rainy and sad and cold but looking at the weather report next week it's supposed to brighten up get sunnier and get warmer which I'm really freaking excited about so that's my bud all right let's do an affirmation of the day you already know our weekly you know episode format I'm gonna pick one ready 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 when in doubt turn to gratitude I've definitely done this affirmation on the podcast before I think when in doubt turn to gratitude should we do a little gratitude log then I guess it's kind of fitting I am grateful for I am grateful for having lots of different hobbies that keep me occupied and also like keep me having fun I have been doing pottery, I have been doing bouldering, I have been spending a lot more time with friends. It was just a lot of fun. Oh yeah, I didn't even update you guys about, last week I was talking about how I was going to go to one of my friend's potluck parties. That was super fun. We, you know, got a little tipsy, ate a lot of food, we did karaoke, and we were just belting out Disney songs. It was so much fun. It was so nice to just not have to adult for a little bit I guess sometimes like you know when you get caught up in the work week you just get so stressed and overworked and just 
not feeling the best, but on the weekends, if you have the opportunity to kind of just let go, have fun again, embrace your inner child, I think it is so much fun. That's what I've been trying to do every single weekend is embrace my inner child in some sort of way. So I did pottery a couple weeks ago. Last week I went bouldering and I also did the potluck with my friends and we had so much fun. And today I'm going to go glaze my pottery project later. I'm so excited. I'm also a little scared to see how it turned out after the kiln because I'm kind of freaked out that it's going to break. But I think, yeah, just I'm grateful that I've had the opportunity to connect with my inner child recently because that has been a lot of fun and has also like helped me connect with myself again. As I was talking about last week in that super long episode, I think just reconnecting with yourself is so important. What else am I grateful for? I'm also grateful for... I'm grateful for being able to connect with a lot of different people this week. It was kind of weird. Like this week was kind of like a turning point for me. People in my fitness class that I've been going to for weeks and we see each other all the time. They finally like we all finally started talking or I started talking to them. There's a group of people who go to the fitness classes very regularly and, you know, they all know each other and stuff. And I actually started talking to some people, which is kind of crazy. It was very minimal, I'll say. Obviously, it wasn't like, what's your dream job? I don't know, stuff like that. But, but you know, being able to connect with people and have these mutual and regular connections is really, really nice. And I don't know. I just like have been nice to everyone. It's kind of fun, I guess. I am also grateful for, hmm, hmm, I don't know how to word this. I'm very grateful for my supportive family. So this week, one of the things that my mom told me was that she's going to go back to China with my grandparents this summer. they confirmed and booked their trip and um basically my grandparents are going back not for forever but just for a long time and they've been in Vancouver with us for the last I don't even know how long like for a very long time I think like since since grade 12 for me regularly so that would be like five years at this point I know in grade 11 they weren't here because I had to bus to school by myself so grade 12 I would say that so they're going back to China this summer and so my I'm gonna have to move back home for a few weeks to watch my brother like just be a cool older sister to him I guess because he's still a minor so he can't live by himself but I'm just I don't know. I feel like recently my relations with my family have been very positive and uplifting, which is very good and very positive because when I think back to like a couple months ago, maybe late 2022 when everyone was going through a lot, that was definitely not the case. So I'm very grateful that, you know, things have turned back around and it's very positive. All right. Those are my three things that I'm grateful for today. Kind of like abstract and not very concrete, but you know how it is sometimes. Today we are going back to an old-fashioned brain dump episode because I realized I haven't done one of those in a while and I've just had a lot of thoughts this week. So I'm going to just bring up a whole bunch of things that I've been thinking about and what has been going on in my life and just kind of reflect, you know, as we usually do for a brain dump episode. So let's get on to the first thing that I've been thinking about. So the first thing that I've been thinking about is perspective. It's kind of a little abstract, but I've been thinking about how in different perspectives, the same thing can be totally different. That's kind of a weird way of wording it. But what I mean by that is there's a couple different things. So what I mean by that is, for example, if let's say two people witness the same event, even if the event was the exact same in real life, which it usually is, just the fact that there are two different people and two different perspectives witnessing it can change the outcome and like the story of the event so greatly. 
Because we are all affected by our own personal opinions, beliefs, everything is construed when we witness things. And so our perspectives are super different. More specifically, the one that I was thinking about when I was planning this episode is the perspective of past, present, and future. And now that I think about it, I think I heard about this in Emma Chamberlain's podcast. I think she talked like briefly about this. So it might be kind of similar, but I was thinking about like how to look at your life and what perspective you need to kind of focus on. So the first one is focusing on the past or having a perspective of nostalgia, constantly living to constantly living and comparing yourself to the past, remembering the past, thinking about the past, etc. And there's both good and bad in this perspective that you choose to look through. This lens that you choose to look through, I should say. One of the bad things is that when we remember the past, we tend to only remember the good things. A lot of our memories are the positive things. Actually, I would say a lot of the memories are very, very polarizing. Either you remember like the very, very positive, amazing things about the past, or you remember the memories that are super, super negative and not great. We rarely ever remember the details of like the day-to-day, the normal, the mundane. It's always either the best or the worst. And so when you only remember the best, it can be really negative to always just be thinking about the past because you're going to feel like you never can live up to the past. I always find myself sometimes comparing myself to myself in high school. Okay, no. When I was in university, I would always compare myself to myself in high school because I was like, oh my god, like high school was so much fun. Like I had so many friends. I was involved in so many activities and I loved my teachers and like all the really positive things of high school came out when and then I would compare it to myself in university and I'd be like look at me like I'm just studying every single day like I don't really have as many friends as I used to I just go to class and then I'm by myself all the time like I was comparing the highest most concentrated positive moments of high school to the watered down mundane daily life that I was living in university and so obviously whenever I was living like that I was always super sad because I was like my life peaked in high school oh my gosh like am I ever going to be as happy as I was in high school and stuff like that when now if I take a step back and I think about like open up my perspective a little more I'm like okay, high school was great, but it was also some of the worst times of my life, you know, dealing with my parents' divorce. I wasn't the nicest because of that. Like I projected a lot of the hurt and the broken that I had inside of me onto other people that didn't deserve it at all. I I don't think I was that great of a friend to some people in my life. You know, I was still figuring out who I was. Like I had a lot of identity issues. And then I look at the negative and I'm like, okay, you know, like, It's not all rainbows and sunshine when you think about the past. It also kind of inhibits your growth if you're always just thinking about the past. Again, like I said, it's because like you kind of feel like you downgraded a little bit because, you know, you're only remembering the best parts of the past. And you're also, I think, when you're stuck in the past in that perspective like that, you don't allow yourself to not know and be in the unknown if that makes sense because when you're living in the past everything is already there everything is laid out in the memories that you have and so it's really hard for you to stride is that a word that's not a word (laughs) what's the word stride away from that I guess that can be a word you you know, it's, it's if you're constantly reminded of the blueprint of the past that you have in your mind, you don't, you can't explore the unknown. It's only when, you know, take a step, take a few steps away from the past and kind of move into the unknown 
that you can really start to grow and embrace the change. But given that, there are also good things about thinking about the past and living in the past as well, right? It's a really good way to compare your growth. That's what I do for a lot of my fitness journey is think about, you know, how did this exercise feel before when I did it? What was the weight that I had before that I was lifting? Oh my gosh, I'm lifting so much more now and it feels so much easier. It's so nice to be able to compare to your previous self because it gives you a literal comparison of how much you've grown and how much you've developed. I can also think about like me in my first relationship versus me in my second relationship. In my first relationship, I never spoke up for what I want. I didn't even know how to. That was not something I was aware that I had to do. Like, you know, it was just like a high school relationship. I didn't really know what was going on all the time. And then I think to, you know, my second relationship where I, you know, I I started getting better at standing up for myself and what I need and what I wouldn't tolerate. And now I think about going forward. Now we're kind of going into the future, but I'll get to that in a sec. Going forward, it's probably going to be so much better. My boundary setting and setting what I need and communicating that is going to get a lot better for my next relationship as well, which is really freaking crazy. Also, what's good about thinking about the past is It gives you hope about what's to come because, again, when you're comparing yourself from the past to now and you're like, holy crap, I grew so much, I developed so much and I've changed so much, it gives you hope about, okay, well, when I'm in the future and I look back to today, it'll be, it'll be so good. I'll be changed again so much, I'll get even better than I am now, which is crazy. Another thing is when you think about the past it also grounds you a little bit and gives you gives you big realizations. What's that quote where it's like you need to take a step back and realize that right now you are where you dreamt of being? What I mean by that is, for example, I've brought up this example before, me moving out for a lot of 2020 and 2021, that was my dream to live on my own. And now I finally achieved it which is freaking crazy. So when I go back and remember that, I'm like, wow, like I achieved one of my biggest goals and manifestations from the past. It gives me hope that, you know, what I'm manifesting right now will come true and I'll be able to look back on it again. And that makes me so happy. So that's kind of looking from the past. There's good and there's bad, of course, in everything. Now we can think about only living in the perspective of the present, only thinking about the now. The bad thing is it can lead you to be a hedonist, which is basically someone who gives into all of their temporary pleasures or whatever will pleasure them in that current moment and not think about the long-term consequences their decisions may have. So a hedonist might look like always going out to eat every single night because that's what you want in the moment and that's what tastes good. Even though thinking about it and going forward, it might not be the healthiest thing for you in the long term because obviously eating out, you don't really know what's in the ingredients. You don't know how processed it is. You don't know how artificial it is. Stuff like that. Another one would be um, if you're a hedonist, like, oh, instead of working, I'm just going to spend all my money and have fun every single night. And obviously we know that if you spend all your money tonight, what are you going to do tomorrow if you're not working? So living in the present can definitely be a little detrimental to your long-term growth and future if you don't balance those perspectives accordingly. But it's also great because The present is literally the only thing that we have. The past has happened and the present we don't know about. The present doesn't exist. The past doesn't exist. The only thing that exists is the now. And so living in the present and having a perspective of the present is positive because it allows you to be mindful and live in the moment, which is obviously really important. And lastly, thinking about the future, the perspective of the future. One of the worst things about thinking about the future is we worry about things that we literally cannot control. We literally cannot control them. 
We can't control if a bird poops on our head in five minutes from now. We can't control if the world's going to explode in the future. There's just like, again, the present doesn't, nope, the present does exist. The future doesn't exist. It's literally, we don't know what's going to happen. But the thing is, if you're constantly living for the future, you're living for something you can't control and that can be very detrimental. I talked about the girl on TikTok who was working super long hours and she said it was because she wanted to set herself up for the best future ever. I talked about that last episode. And while I do agree there is some validity to that, I also think the future does not exist. So I think the problem is that when we set goals up, to allow us to be happy in the future. Oh, I'm not going to be happy till I get married, till I have kids, till I have my perfect house with a white picket fence and my perfect job where I make six figures and I'm so happy and comfortable. The problem is when we set ourselves up to wait for the future, that will never come. Because again, the future never comes. It's It becomes the present. So it's really important that you have a balance between a perspective of the present and a perspective of the future while also having a perspective of the past. I think you need to take like little bits of it from all three perspectives to be able to live your best life. The good thing about the future though, thinking about the future and stuff like that, is that it is, it doesn't exist and it is undetermined. It's something we, it's not that we can't control. It's, it's not set in stone is what I'll say. And so what that means is a lot of people can turn their lives around in the future. A lot of people can work towards a better future by implementing things into their present. And then your future slash your future present is going to be amazing. I mean, we've all heard of those great stories of people who turn their lives around when they're like 35. It's crazy. So that's kind of my thoughts on perspective that's kind of what's been like rumbling in my brain just balancing looking at the past looking at the present looking at the future I I can't say like a specific percentage that you need to balance obviously I don't know but I just think a mix of all three is definitely the most important okay next thing this week is I have started listening to the angry therapist podcast so in case you did not know the angry therapist is john kim who wrote single on purpose which was a book i talked about i think two weeks ago or three weeks ago in an episode and he his podcast is great because it's i like that it's short sometimes very dense podcasts that are also very long can be too overwhelming for me because it feels like there's too much information going on But most of his episodes are like 10 to 30 minutes and they focus on like one specific topic, which I really, really appreciate. So I will talk about two things that I have realized and heard about in his podcasts this week. The first one was an episode about self-awareness and I think it was titled something like the key to self-awareness, something something like that. I can't remember. It was like an 11 minute podcast. And the main idea was that one of the keys to self-awareness, self-development and growth is the awareness of the energy that you carry. Because I think I talked about that. I always talk about this. Oh my gosh. But the energy you carry is so important. And listening to that, I was like, I felt so validated. I was like, oh my God, like this is what I've been thinking about is like the energy you carry more than your words, more than your education, more than your looks, the energy that you carry will have the biggest impact on the people around you and how you get treated. If you have a very unconfident energy, then obviously people are going to take that. You know, even if you have a very unconfident energy, but you're dressed to the nines, like you have the best makeup and you have such nice outfits. If you carry yourself with energy that feels unconfident, people will be able to see through your looks and your outfits and see your energy. And I felt so validated and I also felt so proud of myself after listening to that episode because I'm going to gas myself up a little bit. I realized like 
I have really good energy and I carry myself with really good energy and I'm really, really proud of myself because it's not easy. And I have literally seen like concrete proof of people being impacted by my energy. And that mostly is through work because I interact with a lot of people that I don't talk to regularly. And so I can feel it when I interact with truck drivers and they, you know, come in and they're not super, they're just very exacerbated. Is that the word? Exasperated, I mean, and exhausted. But I feel like with the energy that I carry, you know, I see a smile every so often. We make small talk and it's really nice. Share a couple laughs, catch up with each other. That energy and also through the phone calls that I go to. Yeah, I, oh my gosh. This week I've had so many phone calls with so many people. And I've realized, you know, like people can hear the energy that I carry through the phone, through my tone, through my voice. And they're like instantly nicer. Like it's crazy how much nicer people are when you treat them nicely. I feel like a lot of us like our default is to be very guarded and carry ourselves very aggressively which is very, I guess, natural because we're scared that people will hurt us. We're scared of looking weak in front of others. But when you are the first person to treat someone else nicely, like it's crazy how quickly that can change and other people, they're just waiting for someone else to be nice to them and then they'll be nice as well. So I, you know, hear that on the phone as well when they pick up the phone and they're super aggressive at first because maybe their Monday is not going the best that they can. When I'm nice to them, you know, everyone loosens up a little bit. We all, you know, stress a little less. It's crazy. And then on emails as well. The energy that I carry, just being nice. I oh, That's like the biggest lesson I've learned last few months. It's just like be nice to everyone. Because when you carry this positive energy with you, the positive energy will come back. And that's something else I'll talk about in a little bit. But that's that's the first episode was just... The first step to self-awareness is realizing the energy that you carry inside of you and how that's going to affect people around you and how that's going to affect how you're treated as well. The second thing, the second episode that was really impactful to me, I think this week I listened to it, I can't remember, maybe last week, it was like a recorded Zoom call with the angry therapist as well as his partner and then a bunch of viewers and listeners I guess and they were just talking about the basis of a good relationship and they were answering questions people had and one of the biggest realizations that I had was a relationship really needs to be a safe space and that seems kind of really obvious when I say that out loud but I feel like I don't know why, but the people that we are closest with tend to be the people that we lash out to the most. And because of that impatience, because of that built up resentment or anger, a lot of times the relationships that we have with the closest people that we have in our life are not safe spaces at all. And that's one of the things that I realized about my just recent relationship was there were things that have built up that made it so that our relationship was not really a safe space for either of us and so because of that we built up a lot of resentment and not good juju energy in our relationship so I don't know just thinking about that and realizing that was really really insightful to me because I feel like that's one of the biggest breakthroughs that I've had after this breakup was love is not easy and you have to be very purposeful with building a relationship with someone. And so one of those things is building your relationship so that it's a safe space and so that, you know, you feel like you can express your needs. One of the one of the biggest things I've struggled with ever since I've been in relationships is standing up for my needs and voicing those and communicating those I always feel like I have so much trouble with that because I feel not valid I feel like sometimes my needs are too much or it's like ridiculous to ask for but I've realized like if you have a safe space in your relationship 
you should be able to ask for those things. And maybe you're not going to be able to like get those all fulfilled. It's a compromise, right? Relationships are all about compromise, but you have to be able to feel like you can ask and feel like you can voice these concerns. And that was something that was kind of missing and has been missing for me for a lot of, for a lot of things. I feel like uh, one of my biggest toxic behaviors towards myself is I don't allow myself to feel validated in the things that I need, which is something I still need to work towards. And that is, yeah, but I really enjoy the Angry Therapist podcast. I would highly recommend you listen to it. I just feel, I just feel like I've learned a lot and they're short little nuggets, but still so insightful and so casual and really easy to understand and just have and learn and know. Oh, I'm obsessed with this guy. I can't believe it. I've talked about him so much recently. His book, his podcast, it's crazy. Okay, so I was just taking my podcast break because my camera loves to heat up and I need to take breaks every so often. And I was scrolling through Instagram and I found this quote that literally ties in perfectly to what I was talking about today. Your thoughts are simply perceptions. Your thoughts are simply perceptions that include data from the past or anticipations of the future. Neither states are your current reality. You cannot change what happened, nor can you think your way through what the future will or won't hold. The only thing you can do is be present, be conscious of how you're living, and use your mind towards doing things that you can control. You can't change what happened, nor can you think your way through what the future will or won't hold. If you removed any past and future-related thoughts you'd free your mind with so much space giving you clarity on what you can do now in order to get to where you want to be tomorrow how is that literally founded perfectly crazy I did not press record and I'll figure out what to do. Anyways, next thing I want to talk about on my brain dump is I started a reading journal. Oh my God, I feel like such a grandma, but it's like a fun reading journal where it's kind of like a bullet journal. I've been decorating it with markers and washi tape and all that. And so I want to talk about the book I finished recently and also the book that I'm reading right now. What I finished recently was The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth by John C. Maxwell. I've definitely talked about this before. It was a five-star book in my opinion. I just loved how the lessons were so clear and felt like you could really just make a change. Sometimes self-help books can be overly preachy and you feel like there's a lot of talk, but there's not enough motivation to act but this book breaks down the laws so easily into easy bite-sized pieces gives you anecdotes and stories about how the laws can be applied or how they have been applied in the author's life and also journal prompts to actually like put these laws into action so i love that book i'm still working through the journal prompts and it's been so good currently I am reading China Rich Girlfriend by Kevin Kwan, which is the sequel to Crazy Rich Asians. I am obsessed with this series. And I just found out this week that there's a third book as well. I can't remember what it's called, but I saw it at the library too. I am obsessed with Kevin Kwan and his writing. I Two things now that I'm reading the second book. First of all, I love that because I watched the movie, I have an image of what each character looks like and it is so much easier to visualize in my head like what these characters are doing and all that. It's been so much fun. And I love, I love the descriptive words he uses in this book. Now that I've studied for the GRE, I'm realizing how many more words that I know and can understand. And as I'm reading China Rich Girlfriend, there's so many GRE words in there, which is crazy. But the choice, the word choice is just phenomenal. And the descriptions are amazing. The imagery is beautiful. Like I cannot speak more positively about this book. The plot is a little less unified than the first book, I will say. It's like kind of just following everyone on their journeys, but the plots don't really twist together. But it is such a good book and I am so excited to go and find the third book once I finish this. 
ah i don't know if they have like a second movie i don't think so but it's so good honestly i don't think i would want to watch the movie after how the first movie crazy rich asians disappointed me after i read the book i don't think i would want to watch another movie because the detail in the book just cannot be replicated in a movie like it's just too good so i have been loving china rich girlfriend it's so good okay last but not least the last part of my brain dump episode today is going to be lessons of the week. So I've been going through a big Instagram quote phase. I go through these every so often where, you know, the little cute Instagram graphics that have quotes on them. I'm a sucker for those. And I've just found so many and I browse through them all the time. And it's just so much fun. So I'm going to kind of share the most impactful lessons. So not just from those quotes, but also just other things that I've seen here and there and the quotes that I found on Instagram that I love so much. First one is, your needs are not too much for the right person. This one I try to remind myself of all the time because I always felt so invalidated or just like I was too much for someone else. But this is something I'm trying to rewire my brain into thinking like my needs are not too much for the right person. And if a person does think my needs are too much, they're just not the right person for me. Not that I'm looking for someone right now, like I'm just looking to satisfy my own needs right now. But this is something that I know my brain will need time to kind of rewire. And so I'm, I'm trying to remind myself of this all the time. Oh my gosh. Another thing that I'm reminded of is something that I've been doing this week is saying affirmations out loud to myself on my drive to work, which is crazy. I, you know, I'm a big words of affirmation person. So I love quotes. I love words. I love everything having to do with speaking positively because I do think when you speak and think positively, like that is when the world will give you positive energy back. And so what I've been doing in the car ride to work is I'll belt the songs that I play on Spotify, of course, as anyone should while they're in the car listening to music. But another thing I will do is just speak affirmations about whatever I'm thinking about that day. So I know some of them that I said this week were like, I am a lucky girl. Everything works out for me. My life is where it's meant to be. Like I will everything will be fine. Everything will be okay. Everything will work out the way it's supposed to. Like just anything and everything that I think of in my mind, I just say it out loud. And that has just given me a pep in my, in the start of my day. It's very positive And I like that. Okay. Second lesson is please be nice on Mondays. Holy moly. This is because this week I had to deal with oh, the biggest headache. So you know, Monday morning, everyone's rolling into the office or logging into their computer if they work from home. It's just the weekend. People are not excited to go back to work. You know, some people are, some people aren't. Just be nice to everyone on the Mondays. Like, I think that's the biggest thing that you can do. So what happened this week was basically how do I even explain this in layman terms? Because I feel like if I give too much detail, you guys won't really understand. Basically, someone was following up with me about the status of their shipment that they wanted to pick up. So, first of all, when I get into office already, I think they already emailed me twice before 8 30 a.m and that's when we open and you know I like to get to work early so I'm usually cracking on my emails at 8 20 to like give myself a good start I love doing that and so they've already emailed me twice on a Monday morning before I've even started work and I understand everyone has different hours so maybe they start at eight but the tone in which they emailed me was just so it came off so rude first of all One of my pet peeves is when people start their emails with just Manny, comma, instead of, hi, Manny, hello, Manny, dear Manny, stuff like that. I don't know. I think that's just the Gen Z in me. But when I read that, like you just open an email with Manny, comma, it just sounds so condescending and negative. I always... On Monday mornings, especially, I start my emails with morning or 
good morning, so-and-so, stuff like that. I also always say, hope you had a good weekend in my Monday emails because, you know, everyone's getting back to work. So this person has emailed me twice before I even started work on Monday. They are using Manny comma as their starter. So I feel very attacked already. And I know I'm very just perceptive to the words and the tone. My mind likes to make tones up. Like, obviously, I don't know how the person intended to write their email. Then I email them back and I'm saying your shipment's not ready for pickup yet because of X, Y, and Z. And they were like, what do you mean X, Y, Z? Like, so-and-so already did this. I don't even know how to explain. It's kind of confusing because I can't use the right terms, but... So-and-so already did this, like, shouldn't it be ready to go? And I'm like, just calm down. They also almost emailed me back, like, within two minutes. So I was like, let's calm down. I have 87 other things to do. Like, your shipment is not the only one that I'm looking after right now. So let's just chill. I emailed them back, and I'm like, oh, your side's all good. Actually, what's missing is that side. Because there were like tag team parts in this in this shipment. There were two things that needed to be done. And so the other person has not done their task, even though everything else is good to go. So I go, you know, like we're missing this from the other team, not your team. Sorry about that. It's still not ready. Then they go, then they email to the other team and they're like, hey, like, can you please get this done? Like, blah, 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 blah. It's just like, it was so stressful for a Monday morning. You know, I was like, you know, I'm ready to chill back into work, but it ended up being like, I think Monday was the busiest day of the week. I could not stop moving or breathing. And um, yeah, so please be nice on Mondays. Everyone's just coming back. Also, you don't know what people go through on the weekends, right? So let's just be nice to everyone and speak in nice terms over email. You know, when I am passive aggressive over email, that's when you can tell I'm very mad, but otherwise I'm really, really nice. Okay, next. The energy you give is the energy you receive. I kind of alluded to this earlier in the podcast multiple times, but this is just something that I have been keeping in mind. And so it's not that I want to be like, I don't want to be the embodiment of toxic positivity because I'm not. I have sad days too, and we can all go through hard things. But I also remember like everyone's going through something, you know, being nice really doesn't hurt. And when I'm mean because I'm hurt, that's when all hell breaks loose. You know? Yeah. Okay. Next one I saw on Instagram. Accept the ending and embrace the new beginning. I just thought this was such a cute quote. I used to be really bad at saying goodbye to things and accepting that something is over, but What I've realized is when one door closes, the next one opens. When one chapter ends, you just flip to the next one. Your life is not over because something is over. And um, it's been really nice to keep in mind. Next, you can love someone with every fiber of your being and still recognize that they are not right for you. (laughs) That one makes me ooh-woo a little bit because it's just kind of sad. Nowadays, uh, you know, I always go back and forth. You know, would an arranged marriage be easier? Then we don't have to deal with all this, like, do you love them enough? Are you compatible enough? Stuff like that. Like, one of my firmest beliefs, that's not a word, but one of my biggest beliefs is that the reason why it's so hard to date in this day and age is because we are offered so many choices. Like, that is one of the worst parts of it. You know, like, let's not even talk about, okay, let me, let me compare it to the past, right? Before, when my, when my parents met, for example, like, my mom's only options to date were the people that were around her, like, physically, right? Like, families that they knew or people she met at school, stuff like that. But nowadays, first of all, you have dating apps that allow you to connect with people in, all over the place, not just in your immediate city, but in the city next to you, stuff like that. And and people you wouldn't meet naturally out and about, right? Like, it's not just people who go to your gym. It's like people who go to the other gym. It's the people who go to the other schools that you may not have 
meant otherwise. And then let's not even talk about social media that allows you to connect with people all over the world. And so you could date people over social media and you could meet them even though you live in opposite sides of the world, you can still meet them and date them. So I think this plethora, these plethora of choices is what's making dating so hard. It's not good. I think it's not good for us. Yeah. Anyways, next. Everyone's doing the best they can. This is a good one to keep in mind. I used to idolize adults so much because I was like, oh my God, they have their entire life together. Like, that is so cool. They're married. They have kids. They have a house. When in reality, when you get to be an adult, everyone's just doing the best they can and we're all figuring it out. That is... Everyone makes mistakes and that is okay. Sometimes there's consequences. Sometimes there's not. But that's just that. Everyone's doing the best they can. And it's really important to keep that in mind because I feel like then we're so much more compassionate and we offer so much more grace to other people. Last but not least, my last Instagram quote lesson of the week is life is too short to wait to do what you want. I think I saw this on Instagram. There's like a second part where it's like you can make do or you can start with the resources that you have now. When life becomes a waiting game, you know, you're waiting for the future, kind of like what I was talking about earlier. You're waiting for the future to be happy. You're waiting for X, Y, and Z to be happy to achieve your goals. That will never happen. The future doesn't exist. If you're waiting for the future and living for the future, I think that is such a big problem. It's not good. So if you have a dream, at least start chipping away at it with what you have now, with the time, with the opportunities, with the resources that you have now. Let me think. Maybe my dream is to be an author, but I keep telling myself, oh, I'm going to wait till I have more time to write. I'm going to wait until I do X, Y, and Z before I write my book. But why wait? I have Word on my laptop. I have Google Docs on my laptop. I have good ideas. I'll just start with where I'm at now and adjust along the way. Really, I feel like a lot of us are so scared because, you know, we're scared of failure. We're scared of not achieving what we want. But as long as you work towards your goal in any sort of capacity, that is moving you closer to what you want to achieve. I've talked about this, my perspective on achieving goals is that even if you quote unquote fail, which isn't really a thing, but you quote unquote don't achieve what you want or maybe things don't turn out the way you want, that is still bringing you closer to your goal. You learn from those experiences and that helps you cater your plan for next time. Let's say I want to write a book, continuing this example, and I write my draft throughout the weeks, throughout the spare time that I have, and I submit it to a publisher on my own, and they say no. Some of us might see that as failure, but I think it's more important to see it as I tried. I learned so much from this process. I learned how to interact with publishers. I learned how to do X, Y, and Z. Now I can readjust for next time. I've learned so much more to make this process more efficient, to be able to work on other things that I didn't even realize were important. Stuff like that. Life is too short to wait to do what you want. So just do it now. Future doesn't exist. That's the theme of today's podcast episode. My camera is going to overheat again. So I am going to sign off there. I hope you enjoyed all my random thoughts of the week. And I will see you in my next episode. Bye. See ya next time. Goodbye.